The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. All right, good evening. We are going to call the District Commission January 31, 23 to order. It is 502. Uh, could we have a roll call? <clears throat> Please, Lewis. Yep, uh, Johnson. Uh, yep, 
Grayson? Here. Stucky? Here. Ferg? Here. Bryson? Here. Okay, we are missing um, Dana and Dan. Do we have a motion to approve their absences? I move we approve the absences of Dana and Dan. All right, thank you. Is there a second? Second. Thank you. Those in favor will say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, hearing none, their uh, absences are approved. Um, adoption of the formal agenda. Changes to the agenda, Luis? Just some housekeeping things. The normal microphone at the, the podium right now is not working, so I brought down the wireless microphone. There's a button on there that says mute, and you just long hold that to unmute it. Um, we can work through it if it doesn't work when you get up there. Um, just please make sure to remember to turn it off when you're done so there's not any ambient sound going on. Great, thank you. Um, all right, approval of the minutes from the 20, or from the, when was it? 12-20, is that right? Oh yeah, 12-20-22. Is there any changes to the minutes? Okay, is there a motion to approve the minutes? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes from December 20th. Thank I'll you. second that. All right, thank you. Uh, all those in favor of approving the minutes will say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, hearing none, the minutes are approved. Um, how about we read the disclaimer now, okay. uh, Louise, please. Yep. Chapter 16, section 22 of the City of Kalamazoo Code of Ordinance states that historical preservation is a public purpose. To serve that purpose, the Historic District Commission is hereby charged with the following responsibilities. A, the Kalamazoo Historic District Commission is empowered to regulate work on the exterior of historic resources and non-historic resources in historic districts in the City of Kalamazoo and shall otherwise have all powers invested in historic district commissions pursuant to the Local Historic Districts Act, MCLA 399-201, um, 1970-PA-169 is amended 1992. B, to regulate work on resources which, by city ordinance, are historic or uh, non-historic resources located within local historic districts, including but not limited to the moving of any structure into or out of or the building of any structure in an historic district. The follow documents, following documents are available in the Community Planning and Economic Development Department located at 245 North Rose Street. The documents will help assist property owners in understanding the responsibilities of owning property in a local historic district. MCLA 399-201, 1970 PA 169 is amended in 1992, the Michigan Local Historic District Act, Code of Ordinances, City of Kalamazoo, Michigan, Chapter 16, Historic District, uh, historic Districts, Secretary of the Interior Standards for Rehabilitation and Guidelines for Rehabilitating Historic Buildings, 1990, Standards and Guidelines for Kalamazoo Historic Districts, and Maps of Kalamazoo Local Historic Districts. These documents and maps are also available on the City of Kalamazoo website at www.kalamazooCity.org forward slash historic preservation. Thank you, Louise. All right, is there any public comment before we get into applications? All right, hearing none, we're going to jump into our first application, which is 1406 Southwest Niche. Is there someone here to present that? Please come up, uh, say your name, and um, I guess say your name for the record, and then tell us about your project. And once, uh, so the, we have to use the, the mobile mic there, so if you could just hit and hold the, uh, um, yep, that one. There's a mute button that you can hit and hold, and it'll turn it on so you can start to talk. It's right on, yep, there it is. You can tap it and see if it's working for you. Yep, it sounds like it. Oh, maybe not. Hi. Is that better? Nope. It's, yep. David, you're good to go now. Yep. Hi, my name's Art. Last name Daly? 
and um, I am the owner of 1406, uh, newest owner of 1406. Um, been in the chamber before, haven't uh, been to a historic meeting yet, so uh, this is, is kind of neat for you guys all gathering to, you know, preservate, uh, you know, preserve the, uh, th this, these, these neighborhoods. Um, and that's my goal with this, with this home, is to make sure that, um, you know, the exterior looks right on for when it was built. Um, you know, keeping a lot of the trim around the windows. Um, I do want to, uh, you know, pop the top, so to speak, and go up another story and have the same thing, you know, the same uh, window alignment going up to the next floor and also keeping the same trim and the, and the you know, the same, um, and doing like the fish scale underneath the, uh, you know, the, the roof and everything, just to make sure that everything is very historic. Um, I included some plans and, um, you know, probably pretty rough, but uh, it kind of gives you an idea of what I'm working with as far as materials. Um, pretty much everything in, in the front of the building or visible from the street uh, is going to be all wood windows. And then um, there is a kind of a back portion and then it uh, extends into, uh, <coughs> yeah, this, uh, this, this photo up here is the um, concept drawing. Um, where there's a garage, but it's not really a garage anymore. Um, and that's kind of, uh, feels more commercial to me. Um, it has a glass commercial door and everything. Um, for that, uh, it's not visible from Westnage. Um, and so I'll, I think uh, with conversations with Luis, we were talking about um, the door doesn't need to be like a solid core, you know, wooden historic door or anything. Um, and um, I'm not sure about the windows back there. I'll leave that up to you and your guidance on that one. Um, and so, yeah, pretty much everything. Um, it, it doesn't show the fish scale or anything in this drawing, but it kind of gives you an idea of what it is now and what, it, what I'd like it to be. Thank you, Art. Right, is there um, questions for Art? What is the overhang on the building? It is currently, uh, it's about a foot right now. And so um, increasing that to two feet, I don't know if that's possible, but um, that was an idea I had in my head. Mm -hmm. um, and that would give a little extra um, coverage for the uh, water management of the whole building. It's been re-roofed then at some point? Um, the last time it was roofed, who knows, because uh, I spoke to the inspector, um, John, and he told me that the, um, uh, it had been in this condition for about two or three years with uh, tarpaulin on the roof. So I don't know when the roof was replaced or last replaced. Are there more? drawings and photos in the packet? Yeah, so these are some floor plans that illustrate the window layouts of the, the, the building or all the openings of the building, and then these are the photographs of the property. Yeah, it's current faded. That's what so, uh, taking this from an eyesore to, uh, you know, something that is, um, you know, back to a gem is what it was. I mean, there's a lot of um, circular windows and a lot of detail in the exterior. 
that's not damaged actually um, by the fire that happened on the second story. So a lot of that wood will be preserved. Um, a couple of questions. One would be, um, so it looks like in the images that we're seeing here that there's a, and I drive past this literally every day to go home, so I see it a lot. that there is a uh, bay window and then also a uh, three-paneled window. In the conceptual drawings, it just shows two of the same. Are we looking to remove that bay window as well? No. Um, if, uh, if you go back a couple of screens to, um, yeah, the, the bottom drawing, you can see that oh, the yeah. windows okay. are the same. Okay, so that just doesn't show up in this conceptual drawing. And then um, other, features at the front of the house, there's that um, octagonal window, would that also stay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then I know one of the questions was about um, windows, uh, wood or, I think it was, you were looking at um, vinyl with aluminum covering over them to make it look like wood. Was that what I read? Yes, um, but I'm open to anything that you want. I mean, if, if you don't want me to do vinyl and wrap it with, with a wood grain aluminum, I, I can do it pretty much anything. Okay, that's one of the things that tends to come up a lot in this group is wood versus vinyl and with a house of this age, I'm imagining even with an addition that um, the wood tends to age with the house as opposed to after 10, 20 years start to kind of not age along with the wood. So usually our recommendation is to use wood. Those were my main questions. I am curious though, have, do we have any precedent of adding a story? The only one I can think of is that house um, that I can't remember the address for, um, right sort of around the corner from the Quickie Mart. Yeah, so. Or, the uh, Circle K rather. There was, that one wasn't necessarily an addition, I don't think, I think that was a complete new build of a three-story building in Bellevue Court. Um, so, and I didn't scour the records to look for anything. I know that down the street, there is an example of a house that took off a floor because of a fire um, that's on McCourty. It's just a pyramidal roof now. Um, but I'm not sure what it looks like. And, you know, precedence has never been something that was considered by the HDC as well. Right. So I guess the main question that I had was thinking about standards and guidelines, that one of them is about um, new additions being um, done in such a manner that if removed in the future, the essential form and integrity of the historic property and its environment would be unimpaired. Obviously, that's not the case when you're adding <laughs> another story to the house. It's not easily removable. You wouldn't want it to be. Um, and then also the idea of scale and massing, that changing, adding a third story obviously changes the scale and massing compared to the nearby properties. When you're talking about this, is it more in about how much an addition, normally I think when we talk about additions, it's something near to the house or next to the house or literally adding another room onto the house, not adding another story. Is that usually what they're talking about with that standard? Or is it more about how does it fit in with the neighborhood? I think that there's some of both. So you have rhythm of the streetscape, again, looking at making sure that the, the, the new addition respects that streetscape rhythm, meaning that it's, um, in line with the other heights of the house. 
to me when I usually think about that. It's you have kind of standout examples, right? So I'm not going to put a 15-story building around around a bunch of ranch houses. Um, this is going to make it higher than the other buildings. Um, yes. The respect to the structure and massing, generally it appears to me that what people are looking for when they consider that is making it subservient to the original structure. In my opinion, that's the language that I've seen a few times. Um, and, and that can mean a lot of things, and I think it looks different for every way. It sh should be noted, in my opinion, too, that this is a corner property, so that subservience, I think, this, it's higher visibility on the corner, so even if you were to put an addition behind, you would still have some visibility, but you would not have it from the main right-of-way, or the primary right-of-way. To add to that, it is lower on the hill, property adjacent, right across the street from it. Um, and I think that one is a third story too. Don't quote me on that one. I had a question about your conceptual design. Yeah. Um, have you guys worked with an architect or is this just something rough that you guys did on your own? The architect, um, it, it's um, a structural engineer slash architect. And this was a guy that recommended that is kind of like on his team, not an employee. Um, who drew this and so um, if I was going to have him you know do the next series it'd be what would you envision differently in the next round just making sure that you know like for instance there's a bay window there and when you look at the concept drawing it's not a bay window mm -hmm. and um, just making sure that the wood siding is to scale and current color and things like that would you consider perhaps making the third story offset at all or have some more dimension to it? I guess my concern just looking at this rough is that it literally just looks like the second floor duplicated and I just don't feel that that's maybe the most honest um, to the current building, but I guess we can talk about that more in our discussion. Like the blue one that's kind of, maybe that's what you're talking about, the three story kind of across the street, that one, to me, it looked like it had, well, one, a larger footprint, I think, but it also had more offset in the architecture for visual interest. Okay. So by offset, you mean that there's, there's kind of like an overhang of the second? Um, is that kind of what you mean by that? Because during the framing process, I mean, pretty much anything can be done to your liking. So. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, have you considered trying to get that third story under the roof, like with dormers or um, something a little bit more, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, I guess it's, it's I'm, I guess what I'm wondering is could you put the third story, make it livable by adding dormers or things like that to, to make it make it a space up there as opposed to a whole story with another mm -hmm. attic on top. Yeah, dormers are great. Um, I'm not a huge fan of them, um, but you know, they, they definitely add more architectural appeal if, if you're, if you're you know, going down that path. But um, as far as just uh, raw square footage, um, I could see that the, if it's, it's already tiny, like mm -hmm. really tiny up there on the second story. And having the stairs go all the way up and then run 
it's going to make it even more tiny. And the dormers would only give you so much that I don't even know what I could do with that space. To it, it wouldn't be the uh, I guess it it wouldn't. I've, I've thought about it, and so um, I think we're kind of aligned on that one. Um, but when I'm thinking about uh, return on investment, that I don't I just don't know what I could do with that space being that small up there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my two cents for the commission. I I don't think this is appropriate. Um, I mean, to extrude the second floor up. It, I, I also think that you would need to come back with drawings that show all four sides of the house. I mean, it doesn't feel like we can extrapolate what this is going to look like. We, we don't know what the front's going to look like. I think it's really difficult to, to make a decision based on this, but that's, that's my opinion. So open to others. Had you considered doing the addition out the back? Like, I didn't know structurally if that was something you talked about with the engineer, like above that garage area. I think that would be terrific to, um, you know, bring that height up, you know, another story or two. Um, and that way there'd be a larger space for any type of commercial activity um, for its main floor. Um, you know, having a small warehouse, um, I mean, small as in the size of a garage, just for extra storage for a business down there. Because it's a commercial property at the end of the day. And so making some kind of return on investment with more square footage or, um, you know, expanding that, that area, which is very, um, has a very commercial feel to it. I, I don't know if it was a breezeway in a garage at one point or when it was actually built, um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely the more commercial half of the building. I guess one other question I had. There's a mention about um, it says we plan to use modern shingles with an aged look. Are we talking about what type of material? Or are we talking about? Are we not at that stage yet necessarily? It would just be uh, you know like the standard, not like the bottom grade, but you know one step up. Yeah. And uh, the visibility of the shingles, um, you know, the south side of the house is the side that you can't see in the conceptual drawing. Um, and so the north side really doesn't get a whole lot of sun. So um, just a nice color that complements the, you know, the, uh, the paint and, and, the, and, the color, and the structure of the house. I would tend to agree with Jeremy that it would be helpful to have a little bit more detail in order for it. I'm not sure what we would be able to approve today without knowing some of the more specific details and images of the other elevations of the building, especially not having the one that faces Westnage, which I would imagine would be the primary like yeah, front face of yeah, the, 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 the front of the building. Um, I would also be curious about the idea of if, if it's just about adding some square footage to the building, is it possible to do that without adding quite as much height? Um, because that would be a very substantial alteration to what the original structure looks like, whereas adding something to the back of the building or on the top of the garage that's probably not an original structure would be a little bit easier, I think, for this group to approve based on the guidelines that we're given. Um, and then also noting the idea of like the, the fish seals on the new third story it sounds like a cool idea, but it's it's hard for us to really be able to see what that might look like without some sort of visual representation. If we, if we flip over to what it is right now, 
and you can imagine another story on top of that and duplicating what's on the first and uh, second floor, um, then that is pretty much what your second floor is going to, it's going to be a carbon copy of what you see on the second floor. I don't know if any of the other commissioners have been there in person, but the house to the left of it, when you're looking at these pictures, already feels quite petite um, in comparison to this. And granted, it is a lot to do with the hill, I think, but I really worry having a straight up third story is just going to completely dwarf the, the continu continuous landscape we have. Sorry, I had a question about um from looking at Google Maps, it looks like there's a chimney in the original. I don't know if that was damaged in the fire. Would that be yeah, part of the restoration? Good question. The chimney's completely gone. And it was actually not functional in the first place. Um, but if you want a faux uh, chimney back, <laughs> it's just a few bricks. Feels tight. Um, and yeah, I understand that the, the house um, is um, smaller and it's not quite as tall and it's also lower on the hill by um, I, I don't know what the grade is but it feels like it's it has a wall that's at least five feet so the grade is probably ten feet below where this one is um, and then being that this is a corner lot going up a little bit higher and keeping the you know uh, the same window styles and everything on this on the third floor. Um, I don't feel like it's too tall. Um, and um, being that the sun is on the south side of the house, all the house, the house that is being dwarfed now um, is still going to get proper lighting, natural lighting without this, you know, it's not going to be in a shadow, so to speak. All right, further discussion or what, what, uh, what do we want to do? I do have another question before you. Uh, sure, please. Uh, Mr. Grayson, you mentioned the, uh, the windows being wood. And um, between the, um, the two houses, um, the one that's on the left of it, um, it and it's kind of like a alleyway, and there's really no visibility. That and the, the back half of the building, um, is that allowed to have a vinyl window or should it just pretty much be wood throughout? I would say that <clears throat> generally speaking, uh, we frown upon vinyl. <laughs> um, yeah, probably unlikely you're going to get a approval on that. You want to look at wood or fiberglass uh, as far as your second story i would pretty much agree with what i've heard from other commissioners mm -hmm. uh, for us even to consider something like that i think it would have to have more definitely more detail in the plans and more uh, character added to it other than uh, what you're starting to look at is hey you throw a hip rope on it and now you have an italianate which is a completely different style building than what you have so uh, yeah i think you've got some planning to do still Okay, yeah, I appreciate your insight. I think I'm ready to make a motion. 
Um, I'll move, uh, th there is more information needed. We move to postpone until the HDC meeting on February 21st, 2023 and direct the applicant to provide the requested materials and information to the Historic Preservation Coordinator by noon on February 14, 2023. And I think it would be important to specify what those materials are. Yeah, I was just gonna say, what I think we need to say what we want. Yep. So, I mean, I'm happy to say what I would want, but. Um, I think Andrew will have to do it as the, mo yeah. the, the motion poster. Just I don't to, think that you need to restate the entire thing. Um, that's fine. I think we need, we need all four elevations with a detailed list of materials, including what the siding, you know, if there's fish scales, we need to see them. Trim, we need to see it accurate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so... A motion to postpone until the HDC meeting on February 21st, 2023 and direct the applicant to provide the requested materials, including elevations, all four elevations and a detailed uh, list of the materials being planned to be used as well as um, details like trim and other visual aspects that we'd be able to see from the street, I think is generally our guideline. and to provide that material to the Historic Preservation Coordinator by noon on February 14, 2023. Thank you, Andrew. Is there a second to that motion? I'll second. Okay, thank you. Um, any public comment before we vote on that motion? Any discussion? Um, I guess I just wanna say I'm in agreement with this motion. I. I think you need to look at the massing of the building and come up with a different plan than just extruding that existing house up top, but it's my last meeting, so it'll be in in their hands, but I, I think you really have to look at the massing, feels out of place, um, drastically changing the character of the historic, of the home in the historic district. I'm all for progress, I think, but I think it's important to figure out how to sort of balance those things. So, all right. Any other discussion before we? I think we can, I, well, I think we can ask the question, right? We can discuss the, we're discussing the motion, I guess. Yeah. I think that's the, yeah. Okay. I think that you should just continue to discuss yeah. the motion. Let's, uh, is there a discussion on the motion? All right, could we have a roll call vote, please? Yep. Johnson. Aye. No, that's him. Sorry, that's my first one. Yeah. Grayson? Yes. Stuckey? Yes. Bird? Yes. Bryson? Yes. Okay, so I'll get in touch with you tomorrow and we'll work forward with a plan on getting those materials across to each other and then you'll be down for the meeting on February 21, 2023, uh, if you'd like to, with the materials that you supply in the interim. Awesome, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. We're right. going to do a quick loop-de-loo, Casey and I here, um, because she's back up here now. Thank you for uh, helping out with admission. Um, and then I'm going to go sit over there. So. I didn't see you sneak in, Casey. That was a... All right, up next is uh, 215 East Michigan. Welcome, please state your name and tell us about what you're looking to do, please. 
Is this on? Yep. Got me. Fritz Brown. Maybe the other microphone is working. No. That one's not going to work, Casey. So I just can't turn my mic on. I think it'll work now if you want to try the wireless one. Testing, one, yep. two, three. Okay, Can we're good. It? Yep. Hi. Um, we'll try that again. Fritz Brown with Traystar. Uh, we are local real estate developers in, in Kalamazoo and Portage, um, shopping centers, office buildings, and a myriad of other, other things. Um, we are the developers of 215 East Michigan Avenue. Uh, I've been here uh, in the past uh, trying to get um, an OPRA passed with the, with, the, um, with the city commission, which is freezing the taxes, but this is the first time I've been here on this project. Um, so at 215 East Michigan, we are putting in a, on the ground floor, uh, Barrio Tacos Tequila and Whiskey. It's um, for all practical purposes a, a, a Mexican chain restaurant. Uh, there are four in the state of Michigan, one in Grand Rapids, one in Lansing, uh, one in Traverse City, and then this is the fourth. All of them do very well. Um, I think their store in, um, in, in Lansing does $5 million a year, so it's a very successful uh, um, chain that's based in um, uh, Ohio. So what, what we're here today, what we're doing to the building first and foremost is making it um, handicap accessible. Uh, this is a, even though the application says that it's, that was built in the 1880s, you're, we actually, uh, we all know that this is not a historical structure. There was a brick building in the 1950s that was built on top of this foundation. So yes, it's in the historical district, but no, this is not any sort of historical um, building. Uh, on the north side of the building, we're putting in an elevator that will service the ground floor and the upstairs. Um, that will be a tower um, and will match um, the, I think it's gonna be made a block um, and um, and that uh, again that will service the second floor. Also in the back, there's going to be uh, seating, uh, outdoor seating. That whole garage area will be will be their seating, and then that garage area will will move to the out outside on the north um, side of the building. Uh, on the front of the building, we're proposing to put. Um, 
right now, for those of you that go by that building and can see it, it's not a very interesting looking building. It's a kind of blonde brick, and in my mind, it's um, not very attractive. Um, we're proposing to put a dark stripe um, along um, to, to create a little more interest in the, in, the, in the structure and to kind of break it up a little bit. And then you can see the signage that we're proposing, um, which is typical of, uh, of uh, a barrio taco, tequila, and whiskey restaurant. And actually, they have one right across from Van Andel um, there. So, so the, the, these, uh, their locations are right in the downtown and very prominent. That's basically it. All right. Um, questions from commissioners? And, and like uh, Mr. Brown said, and I'm sure, Luis, you can confirm this is a non-contributing building to the yeah, historic I just district. Yeah, I wanted to reiterate that, too, that it is a non-contributing structure in the Haymarket Local Historic District. Um, as you stated, Fritz, it does say 1886 on there. I tried to put in parentheses, but that's just what BSNA said. Um, I had quite a time, and I went down quite a rabbit hole looking up old photographs of this building. Um, there was a building that was put up in that space, I imagine, around the 50s. That is much different than what's there today, and I'm, I think that was just uh, some facade work on the same structure. So. Is the balcony new on the back? Uh, yeah, I neglected to say that. I, I apologize. That's yeah, right. we're trying to... So that back area is going to be part of the um, Haymarket Plaza, uh, and that includes uses like the, the wine loft next door, this building. Um, we're going to have uh, the Haymarket Event Center, which I've been to you and talk, talked about before, um, all part of kind of a um, gathering spot in uh, downtown Kalamazoo that will be activated. Um, Pretty much this spring, we've we've had uh, those giant projectors doing projection mapping on the side of the buildings, but um, without kind of a, a use to draw folks there, um, it hasn't been uh, uh, quite the popular show yet. Um, so, is the the current storefront that's there that's staying as is? It's the garage door on the front that's being turned into a new storefront. indoor, um, but it'll be a new glass opening for their entrance and uh, kind of a side light. It, their entrance is going into the into the garage. Yep. And then on the back, they'll have sort of a similar look. It, it's not going to be a garage door anymore. Either places will be a garage door anymore, but that will be accessed in and out of the, in and out of the space. But there's no change being made to the current store, the, the main storefront there that's no, staying the same. Okay. So Fritz, the color change you're talking about, that it will be a color change in the actual brick or you're going to paint that? Um, I knew you were going to ask me that and I don't, ha I think it's, I think it's paint. Um, painted brick accents, you can see it up there, yep. And that's it for now.
I had a question just to confirm the new storefront you're looking at doing an aluminum facade, correct? Yes. And the, the, the big one, existing one, will stay wood, correct? That's, okay. uh, we're just all we're going to do to that storefront is paint it and clean it up. Okay. And then um, a question about the rear, um, the windows. It looks like when you add the elevator shaft and the seating, so two of the windows will go away for the elevator shaft, and then one of the windows will turn into a door. Is that correct? I, I believe that's correct. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm understanding. Show me the back. I can kind of confirm. I think um, it was up. There's the existing. Uh, if you go back a little bit, Casey, you can scroll up, and I'll get the page number for you right it's now. It's the next one. There's the front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So. Uh, you're right. There's a in, in that elevator shaft. There's going to be a door. Um, and all those other windows and that current door, those are all there. But there'll be a, a door on the balcony will be new, right? In that middle? The door on the balcony yeah. will be okay. new. Yes. Yep. Okay. The other new thing that I'm not sure if this is showing very well and we haven't priced out yet, but we reserve, we're reserving the right to do so, are the windows on the inside of the alleyway. Yes, and that's in one of the drawings. It is in one of the drawings. Um, um, and um, it's we're on just the popping page. windows in, in, in along there to bring light into the dining area. This illustrates them with the options as well. Yep. Have we ever had a pivot window in the historic district? Anyone know? That pivot window is, uh, we don't know, we're, we, we don't know exactly, it might be fixed. They want to pivot, but we're looking at pricing. Um, yeah, I see you've got accordion here too as an option. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But again, th this really isn't, this structure isn't, isn't what I would call historical. I, I would call it not very attractive. I think the pivot windows are pretty neat, actually. <laughs> Originally, this, this stretch of buildings was a continuous block from I want to say from the current Haymarket building all the way down to the Doyle building, which I don't have that address off the top of my head. There are two buildings that means standing in between the place of where this building stands now and then the Doyle building, which is directly to the east or however you want to look at it because the building, they're the, the run roads at uh, an angle there, kind of northwest or northeasterly. I imagine that where the garage bay is now and maybe a little bit more was one of the buildings and then there was another one next to it that came down, but I have pictures from there's no date on the picture, of course, uh, but I, it's between the First and Second World War where those buildings are still there, both of them, um, and now they're obviously not there. Just, just more things to consider, and it is non-contributing, but I think uh, those are just things that I found as I looked back into the history of this area. I, I will say that, um, and I feel free for any of you guys to come check it out, in the inside of the building, for some reason, the brick is the original brick. Um, so they must have, when they came along at some point, uh, put another um, layer of brick on the outside. And um, But the brick on the inside we're keeping, and it's going to be an uh, architectural element for the restaurant.
All right, is there a motion or any further discussion? I'd like to see something else on your face of your, your and I know you're, you're making an improvement on what's there as far as visually, but maybe an awning or something that kind of helps it. Amen to that. I just, it, I thought to me, I, I don't like the, and I know that's more historic, that's my personal opinion. There's got to be something in there to give, kind of like we were talking to this other guy, something to give interest or character instead of just Usually glass. We went with the minimalist uh, effort on this because I didn't quite frankly know what you guys would do. Um, right now we're just doing the band, but I'll, you know if if if, uh, if we can do an awning, I'll get with yeah. uh, I'll get with. Uh, well, maybe awning might not be the 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 preferable thing as as I haven't been around as long as these guys, but something an, an architectural feature that gives. Like a, a focus, when I look at it from here, I can tell where your door is going to be, but only because of the dark paint. But otherwise, it's not like, hey. Well, I should mention, I go back to the first place, uh, the plumbing place. So we're actually thinking also, and I don't know what you guys would do in this case, which it, this might be a little bit too funky, is on the, on the very westerly side, that, that brick right there that's just a blank wall. Mm -hmm. What would what would you folks think of a, a really cool um, mural that we can light up or because I, I would love to have something cool like that be there. Just sort of plain. So generally I think those are the sorts of things that um aesthetic stuff like that we this group would need to approve the specifics of it but we don't necessarily get to tell you what it's going to be if that makes sense right so like uh especially when it's a non-contributing structure like this so it, we've done that in the past um there's some rules about signage and i think that might kind of fall in that same category but luis would be able i think to be able to consult with you on the specifics of I just wanted to ask a clarifying question. Is the only paint being added the stripe or is the rest of the building being painted in addition to the stripe? Well, um, we have a couple of, uh, the back of the building um, where we are going to use uh, blending in that the elevator tower. Can you talk to the microphone? Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm um, I think we're going to try to if you go to the back elevator tower again, that that might that might be that might look slightly different than the building itself. I can get you the exact color. It looks a little darker here, um, 
that would be the only other thing. I think it's a little bit different than the building. And that would be an addition, so it would, you know, it seems like it would make sense that that could be different. Yeah, generally speaking, we want additions to be visually differentiated from the original structure, so. Um, I'm ready to make a motion if anybody else is, is good to have more. Please. Okay. Um, I move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the work described in um, the application. Um, further details to be uh, delegated to the historic preservation coordinator. I second the motion. Thank you. Um, any public comment before we vote? Thanks, Nelson. I, I, I did find one image of it. This, it, it was like the Federal Savings Bank or the, the Kalamazoo Savings Bank. I can't remember which one. It would always get confused with another building on the mall. And it was a big rectangle structure that had like five or six square windows and a line across the front of it. And then beneath that was where the entryways are. Super neat building. Sure that at the time, the denomination for this area was written in 83. I and one to think that there wasn't enough distance yet for people to appreciate that kind of architecture uh, at the time of 83, so that's probably why it was listed as non-contributing. Maybe there was also some feelings um, of it wasn't the original structure and it, it didn't contribute to the feel that the Haymarket built, the, the Haymarket district was at the time, which you need to have for it to be contributing, obviously. Um, maybe a lot of us know already, but there has been a lot of fervor surrounding mid-century modern architecture in Michigan within the last couple of years, so it's always um, upsetting that we lose those buildings. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that again, Fritz, is that's, to me, I know it's not a per se historic building in that sense, but I'd like to see more of a nod towards that. I know you guys did a lot of stuff in the alleyway there, and that was very modern in its look. I didn't feel like that gave a a nod even in that direction. So something on the front, the facade of awning, something that gives that old-timey feel, if that is, uh, you understand what I'm trying to say? We have a very creative architect uh, in this area, um, Alex Hopkins, and he's built this thing. Yeah, like, like wood instead of aluminum, but I'm just saying. All right. Well, hard to do that. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> excuse me, any further things before we vote? All right, um, Casey, can we have a roll call vote, please? James? Yes. Andrew? Yes. Eric? No. Jeremy? Yes. Christy? Yes. 
All right, so that did pass, and I will go ahead and email the certificate of appropriateness uh, out to you tomorrow electronically. Email. I'm not sure on the paper version will get to you, and then we can continue our dialogue regarding uh, what happens uh, in the future. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming down, Fritz. All right. Last but not least is 502 West South. <clears throat> 602, so I apologize if I made an error on it. And try to make sure to talk into the microphone as much as you can. My apologies. Did you say 610? He lives at 610. But the oh, he lives at 610. Sorry. Gotcha. Is it working now? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is 602 West South Street. A uh, little history on the house. It was built, I believe, 1853, and it was W.E. Upjohn's daughter's house. And it's a gothic design um, but the interior was completely changed in 59 as I understand and the 10 foot ceilings or maybe 11 foot ceilings were dropped to 8 feet uh, she modernized the entire house um, so anyway uh, we're uh, remodeling the interior which you might probably don't have much to do with um, but the exterior, I think, is why we're here. The, uh, in that same 1959, there was an addition put on the east side, which is that l large square room. And uh, <clears throat> I think it, maybe it was a family room or something like that for the lady. <coughs> and there was a bathroom and uh, a powder room and so on put in there. The library, which is up in the corner, left corner, is original. It's very uh, uh, traditional dark wood library. Um, so we're, we're remodeling the old uh, core there and creating a bigger bathroom and a, a bigger powder room. The bathroom will be uh, barrier-free because uh, one of the owner's relatives are coming from Beijing and two of them will be in wheelchairs this summer. Um, so in order to get into the uh, building or the addition, we're taking one the left, the west window in the front, I need a pointer, uh, out. Uh, dropping down and putting a door in there. Can you go to the next slide? You see the uh, the door in the lower left-hand corner of that addition. Uh, we're also adding some raised patio to get into the uh, into the door. They want to. Uh, well, let me go back. This patio will match the patio that's already in front of the house, which is uh, interesting inch thick stone uh, for, a, for a flooring. And the sides are about 12 inches high and it's, it's uh, rock. Um, 
temporarily for the for the visit from uh, with the wheelchair folks will be adding some temporary or uh, movable ramps uh, possibly aluminum that they uh, you can rent so there'll be a ramp at the, at the left west side of the pet the old existing patio and a one leading up to the to the uh, new higher patio by the door that door is uh, 25 inches off the grade the uh, house has a walkway as you can see to the east it goes all the way around the house and it's the same uh, inch thick stone and we hope to use that in the new patio to match the old the house looks strange anyway with this patio in the front and there's no there's no reason it's there um, there's no door to it there's it's raised um, the uh, if you go back one upper left hand corner is an elevation uh, at a half inch scale of the new door showing a, a storm door full view and showing you some of the siding that's uh, It's on the existing uh, addition. It's a very dark addition, which is nice because you, you really don't notice it when you drive by. <clears throat> and the trees and shrubbery in the front really uh, hide the addition. Other than that, we're not changing the exterior much at all. Oh, I know. You'd like to add a window in the front that was an addition i believe that uh brian sent um there's a there's a big picture window in the back between two windows and in the front they would like to add the same picture window looking out into the front yard on the addition on the addition Again, the addition is not historical. Um, it, it looks more like um, Art Deco to me than anything. Uh, on the other side of the house, there was at the same time, there was a, a port cochere added that's all steel and copper roof. Same copper roof as this addition. Yeah, and, and went down another rabbit hole for this house. Uh, one that consumed me for quite some while. Uh, when you would look at historic photographs of the house that were readily available, there is one from 1943 from a series from a bank that was called Houses of Interest from around Kalamazoo. There's a very odd addition on the front of the house. I couldn't tell if it was a solid enclosed addition or if it was an open air breezeway addition on the front. The fence or the, the stone wall that was in the front of the house, however, had an opening roughly where the, the bay window was, which really confused me why you would have the walkway there. Then I found the picture from 1973, um, from, or 76, I believe, actually, from for the, the National Register nomination. And I could not honestly tell you when the addition was put on after doing my research because I 
could be wrong, but I would see grainy pictures again and there was no addition on the side. And it actually wasn't the National Register nomination, it was an article from the Gazette again saying that the city was going to sell the house and the Historic District Commission at that time was very unhappy about that. Um, I, I don't think that I saw the East Side edition again, but again, it was a grainy Kamazoo Gazette microfiche photograph, so it, I, I could be completely wrong. Then I was looking on Peter Schmidt's book, 19th Century Homes, and he made reference to an 1861 map that had a lithograph of this house on it. Could not find that map anywhere. <laughs> Went to the library, they did have it, but the lithograph did not really serve to do anything for me, so I reached out to Lynn Houghton at the, the Western Michigan University Archives. And lo and behold, she had a photograph with what she thought was the original homeowners, the DOs. There was a door originally on the front face of this house and the eastern corner of that building was completely different because it wrapped around the, the, the south face all the way to the east face of the building. I don't know if it was a corner entrance or what it was. Um, that explains why there's the hole in the, that, that wall though because that's where the original entrance would have been. Um, I don't know how relevant that is to the discussion but it just uh, interested me very much. Yeah, I think it just makes it Sound like your job's more fun than my job. Because <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> Other questions, discussion? I guess my question would be, um, would we need to amend our potential actions written here to include the new bay window? It's not explicitly stated in this request. I think that you could certainly do that. And I, I, are we looking at a picture window or a bay window? I don't believe that you included the picture of the window that was proposed. Um, you sent me a picture and I thought it was the front of the house. If, if I might be able to pull it up for you guys actually. Maybe I was mistaken, Brian, and I apologize for that. I can pull it up. Or I guess I can't. Okay. And actually, I'm not going to pull it up because it was submitted after the deadline. I know when you sent that to me now, and just to be fair to all applicants, I don't want to give undue advantage to anyone. Um, and I'll leave it up to the discretion of the, the commission. Uh, with what they think regarding that matter. Yeah, you can see here though uh, That's the addition it has the small window, which is a bathroom window now That's where we're going to put the door mm -hmm. and then you have two windows spread apart <coughs> regular house windows and uh, the the uh, Picture window would go between them uh, right exactly between them and not fill that space. I think it's about uh, five feet wide. And it, it, it will exactly mirror you're saying what's on the north face of That's the? That's correct. Okay. It'll look a lot like the one that somebody added on the left. You see that larger window? Yes. That's a picture window also. I hope that that helps them, Andrew. I don't know how relevant this is, but I and <laughs> keep it closer in line with the historic structure than having the two windows so far spaced apart. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I think if, if we're so inclined, we could approve it and delegate that detail to Luis, but 
it's up to the commissioners. Sorry, I missed that, uh, your point. I had said I think the picture window might improve the look compared to having two smaller windows so far spread apart. and It would match with the picture window just left of that. Good. All right, is there discussion or a motion to be had? I guess just one more point for me is that the, I, the, the thing that I think tipped me off too is first of all, the port cochere I don't think would have been there in the first place on a, a house this old from the 1850s. Um, and the second is the drip moldings or what have you over each of the windows is not present on that door and it's there. It's so repeated on the rest of the house and there's so much gothic influence on the house that it really made me think that it probably wouldn't have been on the side. Um, obviously the street did not look like this back in the day either. There were a couple less houses and it was a little bit more open on all sides. So I don't see why you would not front onto the, the main thoroughfare, so. Okay, um, I'd like to make a motion to um, approve the certificate of appropriateness for the work as described in the application uh, for the details to be delegated to the historic preservation coordinator, including the addition of the picture window. I second that. Thank you. Um, is there any public discussion before we vote? All right, hearing none, is there any further commissioner discussion before we vote? All right, Casey, may we have a roll call vote, please? James? Yes. Andrew? Yes. Eric? Yes. Jeremy? Yes. Christy? Yes. Okay, so the motion is passed. I'll, I'll be in touch with all of you tomorrow electronically to let you know that, and then I'll also send out a paper copy of their certificate of appropriateness by the end of the week, and I'm not sure when that one will get to you. So thank you for coming in today. Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you. All right, um, coordinator's report. Yeah, so sorry everything has changed, guys. I got a new way of making the packets. I know that we usually put the minutes at the end, but I, everyone else seems to me and almost the whole world puts minutes first. Um, so that's where they got moved to. I know those are usually at the end, so that's the reason I'm saying it. Um, I don't remember if there ever was a commission staff report before, just a coordinator's report. This is something that the HDC does, or HPC does. Um, I'm just gonna, I guess, use it now to let you, to, to use this. I'll use this space now to say who the new owners are, um, which there they are. And then uh, kind of do also the totals of certificates of appropriateness issued. Uh, now that we're at the roundup point for the entire year, we had 98 total cases heard, 25 of them administrative uh, with no building permit, 20, uh, 46 of them building permitted administrative and 29 uh, HDC hearing. Hope that math is right. Um, I don't really have anything much else to report. Um, this is gonna be Jeremy's final meeting. Uh, so thank you so much for the time and commitment that you've given to this uh, commission. Um, greatly appreciated and thank you for being here today and extending your, uh, your stay for the, the last meeting here. Yeah, no, thank you for all the hard work you've done. I know um, you had big shoes to fill, and um, from my perspective, you're filling them, so. Thank you so much, that means a lot. Um, we will be having elections next month because we need to. Um, I neglected to put it on this one, so that is my mistake. We also don't have a full slate, so I think it'd be, not that it's guaranteed we'll have a full slate next time, but the vice chair will be here next time, and I would like him to be present during the election process. 
Um, it's nothing too scary, in my opinion. Um, and then again, I know that I also neglected to bring paper copies. My apologies to everyone for that. Um, just communicate me with me via email. I, I know that it seems a lot of my um, colleagues don't always bring the paper copies with them because some of them can get quite bulky. I was looking at Grand Rapids' uh, packets recently. I think theirs average like around 200 pages, it seems. So um, we're much shorter than that, but we have certainly had some things that long, especially for the HPC. I can at least print off some agendas to bring out to you guys. Um, the new way that we're doing this, it will just all be hosted online. It seems like that's a little bit smoother to me and I have more security when I send it out to you that everyone gets it because I don't need to send out a large packet, which I uh, really appreciate. If there's anything that comes up to you or, or jumps out at you that seems completely off, please let me know and I uh, will revise the process accordingly. That's all Great. that I have. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, do we have a motion to adjourn? I motion to adjourn. Thank you. Is there a second? Enthusiastically second. <laughs> All right. Those in favor will say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Hearing none, we're adjourned at 6.07. <laughs>